Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Van Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. Delivering a crazy good talk is crazy good, but having no one at your talks is crazy bad. Welcome back to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. I'm Patrice Sikora, and today your host Deirdre Van Nest will interview Brad Swinehart, Senior VP with White Glove. In this episode, Brad will give you five strategies to get more people showing up for your virtual and in-person presentations and events. Brad, I am super excited to have you here, but I got to start with an apology. This is not a great way to start something. I got to apologize. I'm interested. Tell me. Yeah. Okay. I did promise you you'd be the first guest on my podcast. It's true. I remember that. Do you, do you recall that conversation? I remember. Yeah. Because yeah, it was well, like my idea that you had one. And then I had to like <laughs> almost drag you by your ear, kicking and screaming over to one because you're like, no, video, video. And I was like, no, podcast as well. Yeah. Girl, you'll be awesome at it. Thank you, Brad. And I was so, right, by the way, just well, so thank you. I was right. Thank you. But I but I kind of did you dirty because I you weren't first. I'm sorry. That's OK, because no one listens to the first one. So you were oh. probably first. Right. So everyone maybe maybe you got the word out. And by now you probably have a bunch of followers because how great you are. So now it's it's almost better. Right. OK, like, well, no, I, I guess I was first, but I you, you weren't the first guest. OK, now you hurt my feelings. Yeah, then. I know. I know. And, and, and what happened was. What happened was I was scrolling through LinkedIn. Joey Davenport had posted something about an article he did on the soft skills gap. And I was like, like, stop. And I had to read it and it was just super compelling. So so he ended up being first. So so I apologize for not doing He's what I said. Cool though. I like he Joey. Cool. He's yeah. a fun guy. Like him and I get along really well. So yeah. that's right. okay. So you know right. what? It's okay. I'll let okay. it slide. Thank you for letting it slide. I'll let it slide. I, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So tell us first, in case, you know, our listeners are not aware, like, who is White Glove? Why am I, why am I talking to you? Like, what does this have to do with putting on a presentation? White Glove is just the premier service for financial advisors when it comes to seminars, webinars, getting introductions to people that, that you'd want introductions to. That's what we do in a very hands-free, risk-free way. So we're actually founded by financial advisors. They built their practice primarily through educational seminars you know, over the last 30 years. And quite frankly, they hated it. They did a lot of things wrong and it still worked really well. And they yeah. thought, man, <laughs> man, what if there was this company that did all the minutia and took all this risk? I'm tired of dropping mailers and no one showing up or, you know, what could we do? Where can we find a partner in this? And when they couldn't find one, they thought, well, that's silly. Why don't we just make one then? And that was really the the start of White Glove. I love that. I love when people are like, I can't find the solution I want, so I guess I'll be the solution. And it's it's been so beneficial to be, had advisors at the helm because they can direct, you know, we're not just a marketing company out there thinking what, what might work. We have advisors that test absolutely everything we do before we roll it out to the market. So flash forward six years, and now we've done more than 10,000 
in-person seminars successfully with financial advisors all across the U.S. and Canada. We've done more than 2,000 webinars with a very simple business model that the advisor, all they have to do is show up and talk. We do absolutely everything else. So we book the venue, we run all the marketing, we take all the registrations, we do all the follow-up. If it's a webinar, we actually run the tech platform. We run all the polls and questions and engagement. We literally just want the advisor to have a high converting talk and get out there and do it. And we do everything else. And the, the real claim to fame that we have is not only doing all the work, but we don't take a dollar up front. We do all of that. And the advisor only pays if we get someone to sit down in front of them or log on to their webinar. So we're all performance-based. Yeah, yeah, which is which is awesome. I love that. Now, one thing, if you're not an advisor and you're listening, hopefully you're still listening if you're not an advisor. Brad is going to share strategies on getting people to your events. So those strategies will go, that, that's for anybody, right? That's for an expert, a thought leader, an executive. Like you don't have to be an advisor for the strategies he's going to share to work with you. However, their service that they offer is tailor-made towards advisors. So let's kind of unpack this a little bit because in order to be successful, as a presenter, particularly when you want to bring in leads when you're speaking, right? So like I was just talking to a client of mine recently and he said, and we helped him design a webinar and he said, Deirdre, it was amazing because 87% of the people stayed on till the end and we had 29% of them sign up on the spot for an appointment with us. Like that's what we want to happen. And at Crazy Good Talks, our specialty and our expertise lies in teaching advisors and executives and thought leaders, experts, right? How to craft their messages, how to weave their words, craft their messages so that you have an engaging presentation and so that you make an offer that people will take action on without sounding like a used car salesman. So that's our strategy. Now we do do a little bit of teaching on how do you get booked, but what I find, or how do you, you know, get people to your events, but I find a lot of people particularly advisors, like they don't want to do that themselves. And it is a lot. I mean, it's a lot. So that's what I love about White Club is that you actually kind of pick off where we leave off in terms of you got this event. Now you got to get people there, right? Because like the opening we talked about having uh, having a crazy good talk is crazy good, but having no one to watch your crazy good talk is crazy bad, right? Let's take a jump into, you've got five tips what are five strategies advisors and other professionals can use to get more people to attend their events? And you tell me, Brad, if you want to make a delineation between a virtual event or an in-person event, I'm guessing they're probably similar and you can use these strategies in either situation. Yeah, very similar. And there are some things that that tend to lean closer to in-person compared to the virtual, but we'll get to that when we start start talking about this stuff. And actually to start really what you should focus on and and Deirdre, I know you're going to agree with me on this one is the first thing you need to pick is a relevant topic. Yes. Okay. What advisors, professionals, anybody giving a talk needs to think about is not necessarily what you want to say, what you want to sell, what you want that motivation to be at the end of it, but instead look at it from your prospects perspective and say, well, what would they be interested in hearing? Mm. And, you know, in, in the financial industry, we ran into this three or four years ago, White Glove came out with a taxes and retirement presentation. And it was amazing from a marketing standpoint, from an attendance standpoint, it was bringing in very highly affluent people and advisors were struggling. They didn't want to talk about it. And they just said, Hey, I'm not a CPA. I don't want to talk about taxes. Yeah. I would always say, look, if we could bring in mass affluent prospects 
to a seminar about flower arranging, you better go out there and learn what a daffodil is and what an orchid is, right? Because it doesn't matter what you want to talk about. It matters what your prospects want to hear about. So the first thing is find something that is relevant, that is a concern that your prospects have. And that's what you need to base your topic on. And that's what you should start with before you ever spend a dollar on marketing, before you ever send a single email. I love that. And that, yes, we, we are beating that drum all day long at Crazy Good Talks that you have to, you you do, you have to give people what they are looking for. Now, I will say it, it's important for you. To, I believe it's important for you to be passionate about what you're speaking about, but I think you can find a way like with the taxes and retirement, I think you can find an angle on it that you're passionate about. I think you could think of a client that you've helped and that can help you drive the passion for that subject matter. Now, on the other hand, let's say Brad gave you a choice of like, you know, two topics, or I was saying, Hey, which topics do you want to speak on? And you had a choice of two or three, all things being equal, do pick the one you're most passionate about because the more energy and passion you can put behind it, the better results you're going to get. Okay, great. So what's the second tip? Second tip is timing. When you're going to have your event, you know, the the old standard with, you know, advisor marketing was always Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Tuesdays and Thursdays evenings, you dropped a mailer, that's when you planned your event. And really no one looked at data beyond that. They just said, this is when it is, Mm. we're going to send out a mailer. This is what we're going to do. Attendance is what it is. But if you pay attention to your marketing, your results, you're going to see that other days of the week, daytimes are better. You know, Mondays and Saturdays actually perform very, very well for us. Interesting. And even daytime events. The nice thing about doing a daytime event is that if the client can attend a webinar or an in-person seminar during the day, they're likely to be able to meet you at your office during the day too. And that's something to think about from a professional standpoint of when do you want to meet that ideal prospect? And the other point on timing is not just the time of the actual event, but your marketing window. And that's something to really focus on. With webinars and seminars, what we've always found is about a 10 to 14 day marketing window prior to the event, depending on which method you're using to fill. If you're running digital ads, you know, if you're if you're spending money on the LinkedIn, Facebook, Google, and you're running those digital ads, 14 days is a very good window to utilize. If you're doing email campaigns, we do a lot of email campaigns when it comes to filling events full of advisors. You know, we just had Deidre on our last summit and she was awesome. And we had about 2000 advisors attend and the vast majority of those advisors signed up between two and three days before the event. So we sent out an announcement ahead of time, two weeks ahead of time, reminder, seven days out, three days out, day of or day before. So when you're doing email invitations, you know, to your existing prospects, for example, keep that timing in mind. You might want to send a save the date a few weeks out so they 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 won't, right? They're not going to register. They're not going to save the date. But what you're doing is you're, you're priming that pump. So by the time you are saying, hey, there's only two spots left, do you want one? They've been thinking about this for a while and they've had time for that. Whatever your topic that you've now decided is very poignant and timely, they've had time to think about that for two weeks now. And they say, you know what? I don't want to miss that. I'm going to sign up. I love that. And you said two things I just want to circle back to. So the first thing goes back to the time of day. And I think that's a really forward thinking strategic way to think is if you don't want to set the precedent of meeting with people at night, you might not want to give your presentation at night. Right. 
Because then people are going right. to assume, oh, this woman or this man, they, they'll they meet me at night and that's better for me. You really want to actually train your clients to meet you during your office hours. I remember when I was starting at a, out as a coach, Brad, years ago, I made a decision that I was not going to take clients in the evenings or on weekends. And a lot of my colleagues were willing to do that. And I had young kids and a husband who traveled and I wanted to have some work-life balance and boundaries. And I'm like, nope. And I was working with all professionals. I was like, no, I'm just going to take it during the day. And I never, I had one person who wanted on a Saturday and I just said, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can refer you to somebody else. And she was the only one who ever gave me like, was like, no, come on, can you? And I'm like, no, I, I, I can't. But I find that if you, if you set the boundaries and you're just clear with it, most people kind of will fall in line with how you want to do things. And that's something too, to think about is what's more important for you. If, you know, I talk to a lot of advisors, they want more and more and more, right? It's always how much inventory can I have, but I'm only willing to do a seminar Tuesday night and Thursday morning. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of people that have bowling league Tuesday night and they have book club Thursday morning and they'll never be able to make it to those two dates, right? That's another thing. Always have two options on there, but that's, that's, that's tip number six. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> you have to know that there is an ideal prospect that will only be able to meet you Monday at 6.30 or Friday at 11.30. And you either have to get comfortable with providing that option once in a while or comfortable with them finding a different option or somebody else to talk to, just like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the other thing, the other point I love uh, you bringing up is people, most of the people will sign up within like three days of the event. And I do talk with a lot of, of my clients who, who get nervous, right? It's like a week. Oh, we only have a few people. Or even when they, someone brings me in to speak and I'll, I'll just check a week in advance. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. There'll be more people coming towards the end. And we find that phenomenon all the time that these days people do kind of wait till the last minute. And I'm glad you said it. Cause I think it's, good just to allay our listeners fears or concern that you're not necessarily doing anything wrong if people are signing up later rather than sooner it's kind of just the way it goes these days yeah and i think that it does vastly depend on is it in person is it virtual you know in person yeah. events they tend to to sign up a little bit sooner sure you know it depends on the marketing method too and that's that's actually tip number 3 is email marketing we'll talk about that in a minute but what you'll see from digital marketing compared to email marketing compared to, you know, the old fashioned snail mail, if people are still doing that, that people will respond differently depending on the medium that you're reaching out to them in. Yeah, I think that's interesting and something to keep in mind. Okay, are we on tip three or, or two? I think we're on three, right? That was two, two was timing. Okay. So now we're on three. We're gonna talk about cool. email marketing. Yeah. And this is something that far too many professionals in general neglect. And that is your current prospects and your current clients with the aspect of email marketing is a great consistent way to stay in front of them. But when you offer them something of value, you know, tip number one, relevant topic, when you offer them something of value that allow them to invite friends, allow them to attend and don't give up on those prospects that haven't converted yet. You know, far too often we, we fill a seminar with 40 people or 40 people register, 20 people attend, they book 10 appointments, two of those people become clients right away. That's great. We throw the other 38 in the trash and we move right. on and we fill another event, right? Totally. Um, I'm guilty of but, that. Yeah. <laughs> Not you. Come <laughs> oh, on. Oh, yeah. Come I, on. I, I have, I, I'll say I have a lot of work, a lot of room to grow. Let's put it that way. When it comes to the whole email marketing, 
yes, I do. And that's an area that we're looking at, but yes, yeah, so I, I, I can relate. So keep going. So there's, there's absolute gold in those prospects that you've already procured from somewhere else. If you stay in front of them with value on a regular basis, if you mm. just go, if you haven't talked to them in a year and then you hit them with an email, inviting them to an event, you know, that's, that's a pretty cold approach and you, you might still actually get results from that if the, if the topic is enticing enough. Right. But if you stay in front of those people with value on a regular basis, then when you invite them to an event, then it's a, it's just a natural progression of that relationship. Which and you're, sense. you're asking them to take that next step. You've already led with value. You're providing them constant communication, whether they read it or not. And surprise, surprise, industry average open rates are like 20%. So that means if you got a hundred contacts, 20 of them are going to read this newsletter and it's not going to be the same 20 that read the next one. So what you have to do is be consistent and that will help increase your marketability and effectiveness of email campaigns. Yeah, no, that, that, that's great. One of the things that I think people don't understand, particularly when it comes to the virtual world, because most people are new, right, to holding events online, is the, the registration rate versus like the attendance rate. So tell me what you're finding in your world. How many, X amount of people show up and what percentage are you finding typically show up? We see about 40 to 50% attendance based on registration. Okay. So people need to, no, that's actually, actually good. That, it's an, and it's not that too far off from in-person for us. Yeah. So, and we'll actually get to, that's my last tip. You'd like to jump ahead here, but that's my last I, and tip. I didn't even the, know what your follow-up. tips are. So well, I know. Yeah, this is amazing. I like to keep we're, them a secret. This is all secret stuff that we're sharing. I mean, if this is just between you and I, right? Where this isn't going to go shared out anywhere, is it? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I told you I wouldn't lie to you again. Well, I'm going to share it just a couple of people. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah just right. a couple. Of I am sorry that I keep stealing your thunder. Like, we must have this, you know, mental telepathy going because I, I didn't We've know. always had that, though. Yeah. Like, I get up on stage, I start saying something, and then you're just, like, cheering in the background while no one else is paying attention. <laughs> and then whatever whatever else you do, I'm always thinking, like, is anybody paying? This girl is, she's, I mean, everyone pays attention to you, but I'm always like, she's totally spot on. She's a, she gets it, right? That's, that's why you and I yeah. have always been best friends, because you're just another person in the industry that gets it. So. This is true. This is true. Okay, so let's go to number four, then. Or is very tactical. So mm. there's a lot of options out there when it comes to digital marketing and something that a lot of people use and that a lot of professionals kind of get duped into using Ooh. is there's a um, there's an option on Facebook when you run ads. You have the contacts that are engaging with that ad have their contact information auto populate and they can hit submit. Now, what this does is makes it very, very easy for people to register for your event, which sounds great, right? Oh, man, let's just make yeah, it easy. I mean, you, make, you put those bars low if you want that easy. What ends up happening is that, that that barrier of entry is so low that there's no engagement. Oh. People just see the ad and it says register. They click the button and they're done. They don't even need to take time to, to read it. They don't need to take – there's no – segue to another page that they get to read additional information. So be very careful whether you're doing it yourself or you're hiring another company of how they take those registrations. Because what we found, and we tested this pretty robustly in the past, is that registration numbers skyrocket, but attendance numbers greatly diminish. Like they're not even, those registrations aren't even worth us taking. 
So we don't, we don't do that at all. There's, we bring everybody outside of the platform to their very own landing page for each event. And then there's all sorts of other additional benefits for that, but I'm going to pause. Okay. Let me, let me just ask just so I'm clear on this. So I'm on Facebook, I'm, I'm scrolling through an ad pops up for the taxes and retirement webinar. Right. Mm-hmm. So then there's a button that says register. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that. It's, it's, it's Sunday at two o'clock today, Sunday at two o'clock that catches my attention and I'm interested. Right. Yep. So I click register and then it auto populates with all my information because Facebook has my information. That's right. And then that's it. Then you hit submit and you're done. And by the time Thursday at 10 a.m. rolls around, I don't even remember Sunday at two because the whole week has gone by. And that thing is just out of my brain. And then I'm getting some weird emails. And I'm like, well, who's this dude emailing me? And what do you do with those? That's what you're talking about. And it sounds counterintuitive, but you, totally. need, a, you need a barrier of entry. I love you need, this. You need a barrier of entry. And, and as silly as it sounds with them having to go to another web page, physically type in all their information, yes. maybe even answer a question or two, that increases that stickiness tenfold. I mean, that's just, their commitment. Yes. That is their commitment. So let me, okay, so let me give you an example or something that that we did. I feel like this is like back in the day when we were in person. <laughs> so this is a long time ago. I don't remember the last time you and I were hanging out in person. When was I, that? I, is this what we're talking about? Is this a story? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, just like when we were doing anything in person, right? I would have, my clients would have like, resor- would have resource sheets and they'd hand out the resource sheet. And then that's when a prospect could, you know, check the box that they want to have a strategy session with the, with the presenter. One of the things that I had them do was say something like this. So, so I have a whole uh, a way to describe your strategy session. So you're actually uh, inspiring them to want to meet with you without sounding like it's like a sales pitch, but you are not just saying, oh, come have an appointment with me because no one really wants an appointment. Like there's people have too many appointments, right? Right. So I have this whole language around getting more people to sign up for your strategy session. And part of it went something like this. So, so they're walking them through the resource sheet and they'll say, okay, so, you know, check box number two, and then down below, put your name, your email and your, you know, your phone number, whatever information you needed. And then they'd say something like this. And listen, I'm a, you know, I'm a busy professional. I know you're a busy professional please check the box at the bottom and sign your name. And what this means is if you sign up for today for a strategy session, barring any emergency, you're committed to showing up. Because if you don't show up, it actually takes time away from someone who needed this session. People would show up because of that. Oh, yeah. Right. I love that. And yeah. and I can't take credit. One of my early clients, brilliant husband and wife team, uh, chiropractors, they were offering sessions, uh, assessments. OK, let's just say a health assessment. And they were charging at the normally, let's say they were ninety nine dollars. If you came to one of their seminars, it was twenty dollars and people were checking the box and they would like pay the 20 bucks and not show up at least half would not show up. And so one day, Dr. Matt, my client, Dr. Matt, uh, and, his, and as his wife tells it, she's like, well, as soon as he started saying this, I Dr. started- Dr. Matt shrinking. has a TV show, right? Dr. Matt, well, I don't think he has a tight TV show. Well, with a name like Dr. Matt, I just assume he has a TV you show. You think he I should have a TV? Yeah. Okay. I, should, I should mention that to him. Like, I mean, you're big on video. Let's get him on a YouTube yeah. channel at least. I like it. I'd watch, I like I'd watch it. the Dr. Matt show. 
You'd watch the Dr. Matt show. <laughs> so his wife, Dr. Becky, says as soon as he started oh, saying that, I'm started, watching Dr. Becky. I'm not watching Dr. Matt. I know. Exactly. <laughs> yes. She started shrinking in the back of just total embarrassment. So basically what he says is some version of, okay, listen, and this is this session's actually going to be free, sort of. We have a really busy practice. And if you sign up now and you don't come in, you've basically not only wasted my time, and he said that, but you've taken an hour from a patient who could have really used it. So I'm going to ask you to check this box and sign your name. And Brad, do you know that night from that day forward, 90% of the people who signed up showed up more than the people who gave the 20 bucks. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Really, really awesome. So that's just a little tip. Be thinking about that. People, I think people value their integrity, most people, more than the $20. But the point goes back to there needed some be some sort of barrier to entry, whether it's money or a signature or filling out that, you know, your name, your email, your address, whatever it is on a separate sheet. I love what you're saying about don't make it so darn easy that people are completely uncommitted, right? I'd rather have people five forget. of the right people. Yeah, five of yeah. the right committed people than 500 people who could care less about what I'm doing. Totally agree. And advisors get very hung up on the number advisors in particular, get very hung up on the number of people who are there. And I always say, you know what, I don't, I actually, as a speaker, I mean, I'm a, I'm a speaker, right? I don't care how many people are there. I, I actually, one of my deepest, most longstanding top corporate relationships with a corporate client came from, there were supposed to be maybe hundred people in the audience. There were like 19. Do you think I'm sorry that the other, what is that number? 79? didn't show up. No, I'm thrilled that he was sitting in the audience. The guy who like made all these connections and you know, that I have this great relationship with. So, so yeah, we want numbers, but stop getting so obsessed with the numbers. You really want quality. And you want people at the right point of their other journey as well. Yeah. And that's something that's really interesting too. And it all ties back into, you know, having a relevant topic of, of where do you want to pick up that prospect in their journey? Mm, right. So many, that. especially in the advisor world, a lot of those people focus on getting them so far down the, the path to purchase that those are the only people they want to talk to. Where a real relationship in the financial industry, if you're going to have a long-term client, if you can get them in the, the research phase, which is why we always market under educational value topics, if you can get them in the research phase, that bond, it, I mean, that's, that's going to trump uh, someone looking to buy something any day. Awesome. That's great. Okay. Number five. Sorry, I'm having trouble counting. That's today. it. We're on number five now. What's number five? We're on number five. And that is to gain attendance at your events. It does not stop at registrations. Ooh, say more and about that. that is having a very robust follow-up. Mm. And so now you've picked a great topic. You've, you've looked at a, a good time and place. You've, you've planned out your your digital marketing compared to your email marketing. So you understand all of that stuff. And now someone has signed up, right? And that's actually when all the work begins. Oh, <laughs> that's, oh when no. all the, and that's when I all the work we begins. <laughs> and it's so deceiving, especially in virtual, especially if you're doing webinars, if you don't have a robust follow-up, you might as well not even look at how many registrations you have. Okay. Because to stay on top of those people and get them engaged, especially a free event that's virtual that I sign up with, which I probably know I'm going to get the recording afterwards right. via email, so I don't really have to engage. 
in order to entice them to actually attend and interact with you, it really has to be multi-channel and it has to be very consistent. So simple things like once they register, what does that confirmation say? Is there a confirmation? If there's not a confirmation, okay, let's take one step back. There right. has to be, you know, they, they registered. <laughs> yes. They should immediately get a thank you, right? Yes. Thank you for registering, reminding them what the event is about, what they registered for, right? Make it very easy for them. To, if it's virtual, make it very easy for them to log on. If it's in person, make sure they get the map, directions, parking instructions. Make sure all that stuff happens immediately via email. Boom, they sign up, they get, they get that out there. Interesting enough, add in a text option that they can get a, a text message reminder. Some people put yes. email on their phone. They check it regularly. Some I people do not. Reminder. Right. But it's something crazy. Like it's like 98% of text messages are read within the first three minutes. Mm. So and it's just this medium. mentality, right? Like if you look at your phone and there's an un un unread text, even if it's spam, you click on it to see what it says so you can get it. So it doesn't say there's an unread text, right? Yes. It's just this mentality that we have with our phones. So add in text message reminder. And if possible, have those same confirmation steps in there. Maybe include the link, maybe include a, a thank you, maybe include directions, a map, et cetera. You know, if they engage with that, be able to respond and provide additional information. But text message is more and more becoming a very popular way to engage with somebody, especially in a, a cold environment like this, where they registered for something, they might not know who you are. You don't want to talk to somebody right away that, you know, that, the worst thing that can happen is when you sign up for a, a quote for auto insurance and all of a sudden you get six phone calls, right? From different yeah. <laughs> insurance carriers yep. and you're like, just stop calling me, right? But there is a science to it. First email, immediately confirmation, text message is great. Have a, a very nice human being, call those people, make sure that they don't have any questions, make sure, encourage them to come, call many additional fears. You know, this isn't gonna be a sales pitch. Please come with any questions that you have. We're going to have leave time at the end. Make sure you're you're able to log on to Zoom. You can do this on your phone or your laptop. You know, all of those things, but have a, a very nice person make those phone calls and thick skin a little bit because people aren't always the nicest when you call them and they don't remember what the heck they signed up for. That's so true. So you've got email, you got text, and you got phone calls. And email is one of those things that just have a cadence in place, right? Thank them, remind them. Don't, don't forget it's coming up tomorrow. And by the way, this is, here's your directions. Here's your login information, you know, day of. So have that all in place before you ever take a signal registration. If you're not prepared to handle a very robust follow-up, then don't spend a dollar on marketing and getting registrations, especially in, in the virtual environment. You have to be able to follow up with those registrations and convert them into attendees. Cause that's, that's where the real work comes in is dragging a registration into an actual event. Yeah, no, and I, and I love that because there's so much about this that it's a whole package. Like if you're not going to do this piece, then don't do, don't, don't even do it. So, you know, for so many years, I would see advisors spending a lot of money on mailers, but they can't communicate their way, their, their value and their ideas in a way that engages people and inspires them to take action. And it's like, don't like, don't have an event if you're not able to present the idea as well, right? And it's the same kind of thing. Like don't have the event if you're not going to invest in the follow-up, right? Or right. you know, either yourself or hiring a company like White Club to do that, to do that for you. Absolutely. That's great. Okay. So to to wrap this up, can you just go through the just 
bullet point the five again? Not, you know, not the details, but what are they again? Because because people might be like, you like dragged like six or seven out of me. During All right, well, let's thing, just go to the so. five that we promised, because if you're like me and we talked about how I'm a little I like to plan a little bit, you're you know, you don't as much. I'm going to want like the list again to make sure I got everything in case I missed yes. it. That, that would bug me. Quick hit list. So first and foremost, come up with a relevant topic that your ideal prospect will care about. Worry less about what you want to say, more about what they need to hear. Yeah. Second, timing. Timing is everything, not only for your event, when your prospects want to meet with you, but also during your marketing campaigns. Space that out accordingly and pay attention to the prospects that can meet you at certain times and be comfortable with either offering more times or not optimizing the inventory in your area. Three, email. It's a great way to do it if you have a strong call to action with that valuable topic you know don't let those prospects or even current clients in your database grow cold but the only way to have an effective email campaign is to provide ongoing nurturing and real value on a consistent basis hitting them out of the blue isn't going to cut it fourth don't use autofill on facebook but just in general have a have a barrier of entry you know, it's far too easy to fall in the trap of the easiest way to get someone to sign up is the best. And just switch your thinking on that just a little bit. And finally, don't spend a dollar on marketing. Don't send a single email unless you are prepared to have a very robust follow-up once you get those registrations. Registrations are almost worthless. What you care about is attendees and you care about those that ultimate appointment. So don't worry, just like Deirdre said, don't get hung up on the registration numbers because those are irrelevant. So have a very robust follow-up process and be prepared to do that. That work is what takes someone from an ad to an event is that work after they've registered. No, oh, that is so great. That is absolutely great. And this, I mean, when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking all of this would, would apply to in-person and virtual events. Is there something I'm missing? Is there, is there a nuance there where no, that step doesn't work or is it for both? Absolutely for both. Okay, awesome, great. Well, thank you. And I think, and it works for any professional. Would you not agree? I mean- Totally, totally yeah. agree, yeah. Yeah, but now the lucky professionals are the financial service professionals because they can actually work with you and have you do this for them. So what would be the first step if one of my listeners is like, I don't wanna think about this. I'm in the business of providing financial advice. The last thing I wanna do is run a marketing company, right? How do you want them to reach out to you? What's a good first step? It's the easiest thing in the world. Just go to whitegloved.com and just click on the form there come talk to us and we we will look at a marketing plan for you but we really specialize in everything that we've talked about today but more importantly all we want advisors to do or estate planners or cpas all we want you guys to be able to do is focus on talking to prospects and meeting with your clients we will handle everything else it's great it's great well great well thank you for being here today i'm sorry it's you know few months later than I had thought, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm guess like what, like four or five now, like just way down the line. I mean, no. come on. Okay. You are four. Oh, I was just kidding. I thought, I, know, I thought I for don't... sure you'd be able to come back and be like, no, no, no. Just, just second guest for sure. I don't know how that happened. I'm going to blame that on Patrice. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait <laughs> a minute. Patrice does no wrong. I know that. I know Patrice does no wrong. All right. I can't get, blame it on her. You won't get away with that with me. Mm. I don't know what happened. I take it back, Patrice. I'm sorry. To me, to me or to Brad? You never have to apologize to me. We're too much fun. Oh, well, I already apologized to you, Patrice. I'm apologizing to Brad again. I'm just Both looking for it again. That's all. I'm apologizing to everybody today. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry, Patrice, for bringing Deirdre into your life. So, <laughs> <laughs> On the contrary, this was a fantastic, 
fantastic podcast. And we do have to talk about a blooper reel. A blooper reel is great. Everything Deirdre does is gold, though, so there is no bloopers. It's all just fun. Oh, you're very sweet. But I think just I think just people being real and having fun. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I was just joking. You absolutely have bloopers, right? <laughs> you're right. I do have bloopers. All right, Patrice, you want to wrap us up? I will definitely wrap you up. <laughs> you have been listening to Brad Swinehart of White Glove and host Deirdre Van Nest of Crazy Good Talks. They can teach you how to bring in an audience and how to grab and inspire them. Subscribe to this podcast for more of Deirdre's tidbits and great insights. And please, of course, comment and like. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.